Welcome to the YA Cafe, where we share conversations about books for teachers, readers, and caffeine addicts everywhere. On today's episode, we'll be talking about three books featuring a group of teens wrapped up in a murder. Grab a mug of your favorite beverage, friends, and let's talk books. This podcast is made possible by Nouvelle ELA Teaching Resources. Find secondary ELA resources to engage and inspire, like an intro to Shakespeare Escape Room. N-O-U-V-E-L-L-E-E-L-A. Something new. Today's episode is a three-for-one special as we talk about Secrets, Lies, and Scandals by Amanda K. Morgan, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus, and People Like Us by Dana Mele. As always, our first segment will be spoiler-free, and so you can stick around even if you haven't checked out these books yet. We chose these three books because we felt they shared a lot of DNA. All three begin with a murder, and our team protagonists have to extricate themselves from murder allegations. Each features a core group of teens in the tradition of I Know What You Did Last Summer or Pretty Little Liars or Gossip Girl and their suspense, intrigue, and of course the probability that everyone knows more than they're saying. Secrets, Lies, and Scandals by Amanda K. Morgan came out in July of 2016 and features five teens who get in an altercation with their terrible professor after a session of their summer psychology course. He winds up dead and they have to figure out how to avoid getting in trouble for murder. One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus came out in May of 2017 and follows four teens who were in detention with a fifth student who ended up dead. It's revealed that he was murdered, and all four of them are the prime suspects in the murder investigation. And lastly, the new release is Dana Mele's People Like Us. After the back-to-school dance, a group of six friends stumble upon a dead student in the lake. We stick with one narrator, Kay, as she tries to unravel what happened and remove herself as a suspect for murder. All right, so we have these three books that are ostensibly very similar, uh, but of course they all have a lot of differences. So Danielle, overall, what's your what's your picture of these three books as new YA thrillers, scandalous, etc.? So I love scandals and I love murder mysteries, and I am totally excited to talk about these three books. Each book definitely had their strengths. I I feel like they went about the storytelling kind of in different ways and focused on different things. So even though we're grouping them together, they definitely are distinctly different books. What did you think? So I I liked all of these books. All of these books were were fun enough to read. Two of these books did my biggest pet peeve in all of reading. I mean, I guess probably not my biggest pet peeve, but it's like it's up there. It's where the narrator looks into the camera and says no one must know my secret. And that makes me so frustrated because who are you talking to? Like, I feel, I don't mind it when a narrator lies to me. Like if you have an unreliable narrator who is deliberately deceiving me, I'm cool with that. But when it's like a narrator who, first of all, isn't very self-aware, doesn't seem to be a narrator, but then just deliberately obscures some truth about themselves from their inner monologue. I don't love it. I don't understand it. And, uh, So People Like Us and One of Us is Lying both did that. And I just think it's such a weird narrative choice. And I think it's lazy, (laughs) honestly. Like, it is the way for me to not care about a secret. But otherwise, I liked all three of these books. So secrets definitely play a big part in each of the books. Each of the books, the teen group has secrets from each other that are revealed over the course of the text. And I thought that some of these books did that better than others. One thing I really liked about One of Us is Lying is that because of the way that the initial death happens, which is that they're in detention and this kid dies, he dies of an allergic reaction. 
and it turns out that the cup that he was drinking from was laced with peanut oil. So that was the murder weapon, peanut oil. And I thought that it was a really interesting premise because it had to be one of the students in detention. In People Like Us, on the other hand, these six girls kind of stumble upon the dead body. And so we could find out that one of them did it, but the stakes start out as lower because they're not there when the person dies, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was a really interesting approach from One of Us is Lying. Yeah, and then sort of on a completely different side of this, Secrets, Lies, and Scandals, all of the kids are in the room. All of them see what happens, and so everyone knows which student actually did the killing, but they're all implicated because they're all in this room, and they all go through such lengths to like hide this body and all of the things that follow from there. So I thought Secrets, Lies, and Scandals was really interesting because it built this really intense suspense, and with all of these different secrets that the characters have, while having that like initial murder be out there. Like, there's no secret. Everybody knows what happened with that. Everybody in this group knows what happened, and like all of the tension comes from their interpersonal drama and trying to keep quiet about it. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was really interesting too. One thing that I liked less about this setup in Secret Lies and Scandals is that the whole time that these kids are like trying to figure out what to do with the body and da 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 da, I was like, well, if you came clean about how the murder went down, I think with a good lawyer, you would be fine. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some of that. But, you know, you're a teenager. There's a dead body in front of you. You're not necessarily going to be having the clearest thoughts of your life, you know? Yeah. Um, and then once you've done it, like, you can't undo it. Like, even if at first they would have been fine, after you've done all this work and, like, hidden a body, like, <laughs> you're in it. Yeah, there's definitely a, a line that once you cross that line, your ability to have a defense in court definitely dwindles. Yeah. So I want to talk about the movies and shows that these books were billed as resembling. So to start us off, One of Us is Lying was marketed as Breakfast Club meets Pretty Little Liars. What do you think about that? I think The Breakfast Club is a pretty fair comparison, even though there's decidedly less murder in The Breakfast Club. The characters in One of Us is Lying are a lot more likable than the other books. I'm not saying that as like a plus for One of Us is Lying or against either of the other two books. This is just the way that the book is written. You're cheering for these characters and you don't want one of them to have done it because you like them all. Uh, in their own way, they all have this like unique breakfast club personality that they fit into their stereotypes. And then, oh, but wait, there's so much more. So, yeah, I thought that was very fair. I didn't see much of Pretty Little Liars. I don't think it's super similar because I think Pretty Little Liars is darker than One of Us is Lying. But I haven't read all of them. I've only seen a few episodes of one of the seasons. So, yeah. So I also don't have a super great picture of Pretty Little Liars. Gotcha. And what about you? So People Like Us was billed as Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl and... Oh, and you've read Gossip Girl, right? So I've seen the show. Okay. And you definitely have some intrigue in People Like Us and One of Us is Lying, where there's this online component where someone who we don't know who it is knows how things went down and might expose everybody and is, you know, blackmailing the protagonist in various ways. I mean, I thought that was fine. My biggest gripe about People Like Us, which is why I don't want to compare it to Pretty Little Liars, is that in People Like Us, I didn't feel like Kay was really friends with any of the girls she said she was friends with. And in Pretty Little Liars, they're definitely friends. 
Yeah, I think that, like you said, it seems like Kay's not friends with her people, and also she just seems very not present. And I feel like that was a deliberate choice by the author, but I don't love it. And I don't love how quickly she turned on her friends, like you said. I think if they really were her friends, she would have tried a couple more things before she went straight to uh, ruining all their lives because a website told her to. Right, exactly. And Secrets, Lies, and Scandals pretty much is compared to I Know What You Did Last Summer, Pretty Little Liars, kind of all of those things. I feel that this one really lived up to the darkness. There's a lot of darkness in this book. Yeah, and not just in the actions that happened, but in the characters. I just want to take a minute to shout out Kinley as a character. She was great. I immediately bought into this super brilliant, ruthless character who had been a goody two-shoes all of her life, but was not averse to getting her hands dirty to get the job done. I thought she was great. Of the three books, she was probably my favorite character of any of them that we talked about, just because I felt like I knew who she was and what she was going to do to get the job done. And my favorite character of these three novels was Bronwyn from One of Us is Lying. Similar to Kinley, she is the good girl who's like all in academically and has a lot on the line for a college future and things like this and is positioned to be romantically involved or not with the bad boy of the Breakfast Club vibe. And Bronwyn was my definite favorite. Um, So going into these characters, there's definitely a lot of queerness in all three of these novels. So I just want to take a second to talk into that. What did you think of it? So this was one of the strongest aspects of people like us, in my opinion. I agree. The protagonist, Kay, was queer and it like wasn't a thing that she had to discover about herself or overcome bullying for her queerness or anything like that. She just was queer. She liked a girl. That girl had a girlfriend and life went on. And I really liked that about people like us. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think that was one of the strongest parts of the novel was just about sort of the effortlessness of the main character's attraction to different people. Like she was also seeing this guy, but she also had a crush on this girl and she never came out as like, oh, I'm bisexual and this is the way or something like that. Or she definitely wasn't just gay and hiding it because she clearly had feelings for this guy that she was with. So I thought that was one of the strongest things, not only about the main character, but about side characters too. Like queerness was just present in the landscape. I thought it was also really well done in Secrets, Lies, and Scandals because there was a character who was gay and it just was a thing. Like from the beginning, he was gay, he had a boyfriend, he was having boyfriend troubles, and that was it. And I thought that was perfectly fine too. My biggest problem came from One of Us is Lying. So in the beginning, none of the characters are openly gay. But it is revealed like halfway through that one of the characters is gay and hiding it. And I hate that. It ties back into my whole no one can know my secret pet peeve. But it also really frustrated me that somebody's sexuality was used as a plot twist. That just really rubbed me the wrong way. Didn't like it at all. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I agree. It's 2018. Like, let's just get the representation done. Let's see people who are gay and comfortable or people who still need to come out. But, like, don't pivot your novel on that. Yeah, I think that's more the problem. Not that this character had to come out. I think that's fine. There's still coming out stories that need to be told. But the fact that it was used for like a shock value, like halfway through the novel, I just really bad taste in my mouth. Didn't Mm -hmm. like it. Okay. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll return to our discussion of these three thrillers. The rest of the show may contain spoilers. So if you're leaving us here, keep in touch on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. 
If you're a teacher or a librarian and you want to know more about these books for an education setting, check out ideas at teachnouvelle.com slash podcast. And also, if you're a teacher or a librarian and considering putting one of these books in your library or classroom library, I would definitely recommend sticking around after this break. We're going to talk more about the end of these books and how these murders happened and all these sorts of things and I think that it's important for you to hear if you don't want to read these books but want them in your library. We'll be back after this quick break. Do you have a product you'd like to get in front of teachers, librarians, and other book lovers? If so, email us at yacafepodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, y'all. We're continuing our discussion on three YA thrillers. If you haven't read them yet, we want to warn you again that this segment will contain spoilers. All right, so let's go straight into the Who Done It. <laughs> the Who Done It in People Like Us is one of my pet peeves, <laughs> which is the creepy new best friend did it. After Kay discovers Jessica Lane floating in the lake, and you know she's like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" She discovers. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. Oh my gosh, there's a dead body. (laughs) She discovers this website, which has a countdown clock and a whole thing about food and whatever. Every dish is a different person. And basically the website created by an unknown source manipulates her into exposing her quote unquote best friends and their secrets and and says that if she doesn't out her best friends and their secrets her secrets will come out and she goes to this hacker for help and this hacker is named nola and nola becomes her biffer and they just roll through this novel and then nola did it and i hate that i just i don't want it to be the best friend anymore like nola is the only person that Kay actually seems to like throughout most of the novel and then is murderous Yeah, I mean, you say that Kay actually seemed to like Nola. I didn't get that. I mean, I thought that she just, like, put up with Nola because she didn't have any other friends at this point. But also, her friends were abandoning her because she was with Nola. I don't know. I never really bought Kay. I didn't understand what she wanted, what her end goal was. Kay was just a, a confusing character, I thought. I didn't love that Nola did it either, but I didn't have strong feelings, except when Nola started monologuing. And then I was like, oh, okay. We're monologuing. <laughs> okay, so what about the who done it in Secrets, Lies, and Scandals? So Secrets, Lies, and Scandals is different, right? Because we already know who done it. It was Cade. Everybody saw it. We were all there. But I liked how this like knot of secrets got tighter as people started to find ways out. So Kinley and Tyler were trying to come up with these ways to record Cade, saying that he had done it to get the rest of them out. Cade was trying to weaken Maddie, like all of these different things coming in together were really cool, like as far as the personality clash when people are stuck together in something like this without having that who done it. So I I was like definitely flipping as fast as I could to the end on Secrets Lies of Scandals, even though it didn't have that central like who done it mystery, like one of us is lying. But I honestly didn't really care who killed Simon in a way. I don't know. What did you think of that? And Simon was in One of Us is Lying, and the mystery was who killed Simon. So, although I liked One of Us is Lying, and the first 90% of the book really, you know, had me in its clutches, and I was excited to read it, and I liked these likable characters, I did not like the end. So, I, I was cheering for the author to manipulate me. I wanted Bronwyn to have done it. Me too, man. Bronwyn was my favorite character, and I wanted the character that I liked the most to be guilty and lying to me about it. 
in the end, that is not what happened. I was disappointed with the ending. Yeah, I was also disappointed with the ending. So it comes out that Simon engineered this whole big thing and he committed suicide, basically, with the peanut oil and set it up to frame all these other people. And I am just super over the spiteful suicide thing. It sucks in 13 Reasons Why. It sucks in One of Us is Lying. I think that it's just a bad stigma for suicide. And I will say that at least in One of Us is Lying, she framed it more as being like, instead of shooting up the school, he did this. But using like depression and suicide in this way, didn't love it. I think it's uh, shows we still have a long way to go. Right. And I also think that there was a problem in One of Us is Lying in that he had this friend, Janae, who was unable to stop him. But I also don't know what else Janae tried to do, if anything. Did she try to get help? Did she try to go to a responsible adult or anything like that? Like, where was Janae in this? And the novel sort of brushes it off because it's suggested that Simon had all of this evidence that Janae helped plan this. But I still felt that this was extremely problematic. Yeah, I didn't didn't like it. (laughs) Didn't love it. So I really liked the first 90% of the book. I agree. I liked the book, too. I uh, I just wish the end had gone a different way. One thing I really did like about One of Us is Lying, though, as much as I disliked the fact that one character, uh, Cooper's sexuality, was used as a plot twist, I really liked the reaction at the school after he was outed. So he goes back to school, and at first he is, like, mocked and jeered in the cafeteria, And then one person stands up for him, and then the tide of the cafeteria kind of turns back in his favor. And then, after everything is concluded, he's like back to being a hero, and people are really in love with him. And I really liked that changing of public opinion throughout the course of One of Us is Lying. And with all the characters, I liked the the role that media played. Media was definitely involved in One of Us is Lying in a way that it wasn't involved in the other two novels. And I really liked that. For example, in One of Us is Lying, we have the involvement of this, you know, true crime, reality TV, smarmy host figure, and a lot of the media trying to turn the students against each other. We see a lot more police involvement with trying to turn the students against each other. This cannot occur in Secrets, Lies, and Scandals because of its very condensed timeline. The body is found at the 90. So there's like no time after that for this to happen. And then also with people like us, it was somewhat present, but definitely not to the extent that it was with One of Us is Lying. But it had a media role in a way that Secrets, Lies, and Scandals could not. Oh, I really liked um, Addie's character arc in One of Us is Lying. How she goes from like being in this relationship with Jake, who's, you know, a turd monster, and... <laughs> winds up being in on it because reasons I don't even know. But more importantly, Addie's character arc I thought was great. You know, she gets rid of the guy and cuts her hair and moves in with her sister. This is one of the things that I really liked about the first 90% of One of Us is Lying. The murder happened and they're dealing with it and that's a thing. But also you have these four characters and four separate stories and they're kind of all growing in their own character arcs like Addie that you just mentioned. You know, Bronwyn goes through some growth. Nate definitely goes through some growth. He's like the bad boy. And that brings me kind of full circle to when we were talking about how these books were marketed and what books and movies the marketing said they were like. One of Us is Lying 
is like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, except the pants are murder. <laughs> Man, why don't they hire you to write taglines? I don't I understand. Know. <laughs> so I, I really loved the four voices in One of Us is Lying. I loved the character development. I just didn't care for the nonsense ending. Yeah, I think that's fair. I really like multiple POV books. And I think that's why even though I didn't care who killed Simon, I really liked One of Us is Lying because you had these different stories that were going on. And you said you didn't care about Cooper, but I liked Cooper. I liked his story arc. Wish it had been done a little different, but uh, yeah, I liked all the characters in One of Us is Lying. And Secrets, Lies, and Scandals, we already talked about the fact that those characters are less likable, but in a real way, I think. Yes. Particularly Cade, who is kind of driven by his temper and his ambition and his relationship with his father. I also really liked the four voices in Secrets, Lies, and Scandals. Five voices. I guess there were five of them. Amanda Kane Morgan is very talented at creating these separate, realistic voices that readers can relate to whether or not the character is likable. So I really thought that that was well done. And People Like Us had one narrator, and we didn't like her all that much. <laughs> you know, she's fine. <laughs> all right. That's our show for today, friends. If you want to tell us what you thought about these books or if you have other recommendations for us, please find us on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. We're always looking for new book recommendations and guests. So definitely reach out. Just email us with a book that you'd like to talk about. And if you're a teacher, you can find even more book reviews for educators at teachnouvelle.com. Happy reading.